0: So I forgot to see Hollywood, California, and Brooklyn, New York. It's the Bicostal Hoot Nanning starring Nate and Adam. This week, See Me Play and Adam's College Football Rankings. And now, two guys who want you to know that Walt shoots himself and that they don't care if you don't like spoiler alerts Adam Wilson and Nathan Verzell.
1: Thank you, Emily Ann Heineman, for that spiteful introduction.
2: La 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 <laughs> la. I am not listening to anything that was just said.
1: I refuse. Ah, business as usual. Ah, I'm kidding. I love you. Okay. Uh, but wait a minute. Hold on. You you yeah. were telling me earlier you have not you've
2: not seen a single episode of Breaking Bad. I have not. But you know, there's this wonderful invention out there called the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with this, with this, the advent of this internet. I can watch shows sure. you know even after they're done. Yeah. And I wasn't planning on you know people have always said that Breaking Bad was good and I didn't really listen to them and uh, but over the last couple of months suddenly people that I don't whose taste I trust but wouldn't have never said anything about Breaking Bad before. Suddenly come out of the woodwork and say, You got to watch this show. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So I plan on watching it eventually.
1: Uh, yeah, me too. I haven't seen it. but here, Well, here's if, if spoiler alerts are so, if like you're so dead set against that spoiler alert, well, you're going to take a few months to get through the series, I'm assuming. You're not, right. You're, there's no, you're not going to keep yourself from that spoiler alert the whole time. It's, it's ubiquitous. It's going to be so pervasive in, in society. There's going to be a Family Guy episode that mentions it in the first five minutes, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to be pissed off.
2: Now, I, I, yes, you're, you're right, but th- that, that is a, a highly likely chance. However, I will say this, and I know that you take exception to this example, but I think, it, I think it, it sticks. I was able to get through all three of the Lord of the Rings movies without knowing what happened in the end. Uh... And I know that it was a book first, but still nobody ever told me what happened, so technically there was no spoiler. Right. Well, uh, that was a book that was written 70 years ago, or a series of books that was written 70 years ago. That's not really
1: spoilers at that point. Even if you did know what happened at the end, that's not the point. And if you listen to the reviews of the movie, that's not the point, because they're they're just saying, like, oh, it's so beautiful. New Zealand is such a beautiful country. I totally want to have my honeymoon there. I I feel like that was the point of the movie, because (laughs) it it was sort of a given, almost, that um, a a large chunk of the movie-going audience to Lord of the Rings already did know the the entire story, I myself being one of them.
2: You know you're and you're right. I guess calling it technically a spoiler would be would be erroneous. However, uh I got through all of that without finding out the ending. And you know, if in, you know, months down the road I get through Breaking Bad without finding out the ending, then, you know, all is well and no matter what you call it. I mean, you know, I mean spoiler or whatever.
1: But I mean, come on, am I gonna say like, hey man, I hate to spoil the Bible for you,
2: but he comes back at the end. <laughs> 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 uh Or I hate to tell you but The boat sinks at the end of Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah, okay,
1: right. Oh, uh, hey, uh, let's not wait until the very end to do this. Welcome to the Bicoastal Hootenetti starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam, Adam Tootenetti-Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York, where it is currently a beautiful, comfortable 65 degrees and not a cloud in
2: the sky. Aha! This might be a bicoastal hootenanny first, but first I am starring Nate Frizzell in Los Angeles, California, specifically Hollywood, California, specifically the Fairfax District, home of hipsters and Jews living in cohabitation, where it is 8:05 a.m. and 63 degrees. Yes, I think it's the first time in bicoastal hootenanny history that it is cooler in Los Angeles than New York. Look at that uh... history history. Nate, Nate, that happened. No, no, it's not.
1: This is like the the 30th, uh, not 30th, but this, this happens very often. It's very often where it's cooler. Cooler in LA, yeah. Cause like, look, you you get a couple. You'll get a week or two where it's like you get. I know you get the occasional hundred degrees, but you don't live in the valley. That's where it's really hot. That the, the San Fernando Valley, right? That's where it gets hot as balls. No,
2: right? I, I no that. I, yeah, that's where I don't live there. But yes, yeah. that's you're right. But
1: you live on the other side of the San Gabriel Mountains. You live is that right? The San Gabriel Mountains, uh, like, uh, or you uh, don't live in the valley, and and it's very uh temper. It's a temperate zone. It doesn't get a hundred degrees, but a few times a year. Uh, that's true. Here in the in the summer here in New York it gets like you know ninety five that's like what that's what we're. Used I just to. don't ever
2: I just don't ever recall you on the hootenanny saying it's hotter in New York than it is in L.A. I, I feel like we've always been within like one or two degrees of each other. Nah, you usually. know what it is?
1: You know what it is? Because you're a
2: woman. Because you're a damn woman, and you don't hear what I actually no. say.
1: You hear like that's the emotion true. of what I say. So if but but the thing is if it's ninety eight degrees outside, <laughs> fucking great band by the way. But if it's ninety eight degrees outside, um if it's ninety eight degrees outside. Uh, I like it when it's 98 degrees, so I'm very pleasant. So I'm, I'm 96 degrees. I'm I'm speaking (laughs) is what are you, are you, you're making a joke, right? Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> if if it's 98 degrees outside, I'm speaking as if it's 72 because I'm comfortable with 98 degrees. So you're hearing me say it's 72. Like that's you're emotionally hearing me at seven, yeah. say it's 72. So you think that it's very like room temperature outside, where to me it's just like,
2: you know, I'm just It's, it's funny. Nobody's ever told me that I only hear emotions before. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Usually yeah. I hear words, but you know whatever. Speaking of hearing
1: words, there were a lot of words on TV this weekend that you did not like hearing, specifically from Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson, the color and play-by-play, respectively, of uh, CBS Sports, uh, specifically their uh, telecast of the LSU Georgia game, where LSU unfortunately lost to the Bulldogs, forty-four to forty-one, in Athens, Georgia. Uh, what? No, yeah. you you had a problem here. What's
2: going on? You were bitching about something. Well, first of all, that was a that was a that was a heartbreaking game. You know that was hard to that. I, you know, now that it's over, I'm able to sort of relax and let it go a little bit because it was, you know, there's a lot of positive things to take away for, for our team, for the LSU Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did play really well. I I don't know what where the hell our defense is. You know, I just they feel like they just must be really young or something like they that. They are. They've only
1: got three returning starters from last year. Eight eight yeah. guys, Eight
2: eight guys on the defense got drafted in the NFL last year. Yeah. and you know, that obviously that goes a long way, but still like there's a couple of touchdowns where I was just like there was nobody anywhere near those Georgia receivers. Like what what happened? Um, uh, But anyway, during the game uh, and I've been watching the SEC football since as long as I can remember. And, um, you know, you grow up loving Vern Lundquist, you know, Uncle Vern, just that kind of lovable old fat white guy with a chortle. I love Uh, Vern Lundquist. Yeah, and Gary Danielson, who sort of plays the accidental straight man to Vern Lundquist. You know, he's Vern, just sort of like... Vern Lundquist, Sorry, is,
1: Vern Lundquist is the Winston Churchill of sportscasting in America. And uh, yeah. Gary Danielson, the Tony Blair. Excuse me, the Tony, the Tony Blur.
2: Blur. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, G- Gary's sort of there, especially as Vern Lundquist gets a little older. He just sort of like reels Vern Lundquist back in. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, but I have to say, Saturday's game was really sloppy on their part. And, you know, I don't normally, I mean, I'm not an expert, so I i can't presume to pick these things apart every week, mm-hmm. but I just happen to notice that this week was a particular exception. So what I did, and as I'm sitting there just noticing, God, some of these these calls are just, just ridiculous. So I made a little Vern and Gary drinking game. I call it the Uncle Vern and Gary D drinking game, excuse me, Gurry D drinking game. And uh, I've, I've got a couple of points. When you're watching the SEC on CBS with Vern Lundquist and Guri Danielson, here's a couple of things that you look for. And every time you see one of these things, take yourself a little drink. You'll, you'll probably be wasted by the middle of the second quarter. Each time, number one, each time Vern Lundquist mispronounces someone's name. Now, not we're that. not just talking. I know we're not just talking about like, like you know, uh, the hard names like Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, mm-hmm. We're you know we're talking. <laughs> Uh, uh, he, how many I, I, how many college football players were born in Nigeria, Nate? How many? You're yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's fair, but okay. Um, you know, even he even I I wish I remember what name it was, but he he mispronounced the name that was relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so you don't remember and, name. So
1: you're in the midst of giving me a play by play of Vern yeah. and Gurry's uh, errors yesterday, and you can't even remember somebody's name that he mispronounced.
2: So you, you're right. You're you're, right. you're basically yeah. you're basically Vern and Gurrying this. But I'm also not making thousands of dollars a week, you know, calling a, a football game. So I have the right to have a little, you know, Nate, a little Nate, room Nate, for Nate, error.
1: Nate, Nate, keep that, keep that shit on the down because 'cause uh, I've been telling people we're making millions of dollars doing this. Okay. Oh shit. Oh, well, you gotta let me in on these
2: things, man. Just I, can, I figured you would just kind of assume. I figured you would just kind of assume that was gonna happen. Okay, go ahead. Keep going with your keep. Keep going
1: with your stupid drinking game. What? What are you talking about?
2: Get uh? us in news? All right. Uh, next, uh, each time Gary Danielson introduces a telestration you know a little a little uh, televised illustration and it doesn't show what he wants it to uh you know yesterday there a player got injured and he was like let's review this uh this injury and he circled a player and and then the the telestration started and it went on and it wasn't the player that he'd hoped it was and he's like look you can see right here the knee uh where Uh, Oh, no, it's over on the left side of your screen. And then then the injury had already happened, and you didn't get to see. And he goes, well, that looks like a nasty one. So there's that. Uh, Every time Gurry says almost picked off, he did this like three or four times on on Saturday. Every time he says almost picked off, and there isn't a defender anywhere in sight, like it's like an incomplete pass. And he says, that was almost picked off. Each time Vern Lundquist laughs for no reason. You know, when there's nothing... Going on or there's total silence in the booth. It's like his nervous tick. You know, he doesn't have anything to say. So he just sort of Oh, ah! uh, that uh, I, I can explain that. What's that? Um, you know, there's a when
1: you're broadcasting live, there's a cough button, like so you don't cough into the microphone. And it's, you know, uh-huh. there's just a button that you you just press so that it just turns your mic off as long as you've got that button pressed. Uh, so like if you need to clear your throat or just sneeze or cough or right. or say something like, you know, um hey g- goddammit i need the yardage stats for uh, Jeremy right. Hill. Right. Come on right. come, come on Doug, you fucking yeah. shitty intern, you know? Um so that that's not broadcast. So a lot of times during um during a lull in the action or just because when you got two guys who actually have some chemistry who've been working together for a long time, maybe you push the cough button and go like uh, you know, uh um you know why? Why don't? Why doesn't a woman need a watch? You know this is a perfectly good mm. clock on the stove, and then you let go of your cough button, and then Vern laughs. You know because I just told a you know some sexist joke. You know what I mean?
2: So. <laughs> All right, so you're saying he's always like Gurry is just like ripping jokes one right after the yeah. other, and, and yeah. Vern's just forgetting to turn off his laugh right. button.
1: You know they You um, know there's a, there's a big issue about uh, you know they're, they're saying like should we let the mentally ill vote? And I like I'm like uh, hey we let them vote as of the Twenty First Amendment. <laughs> you like that, Vern? Okay, and then he lets go of the cough button <laughs> and. The- <laughs>
2: Women. Trollops. (laughs) All right. You know, by the way, I'm not saying I don't love the laugh. It's actually kind of charming in its own old guy Mm -hmm. sort of way, but it just comes out of nowhere, and it's kind of jarring. Anyway, every time Vern says, oh, my, which, all right, maybe that's his catchphrase. Fine, but he doesn't put enough, you know, enthusiasm, trademark enthusiasm behind it to make it like, oh, that's his catchphrase. Uh Now it just sounds like he doesn't know what else to say. And He's like, oh my! <laughs> uh, when either guy gets the down wrong, uh, it was it was it was Saturday. Vern Lundquist goes, and that'll bring up first and ten for the Tigers. And Gary and Danielson goes, actually, Vern, that's going to be third and second. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. um, or, or here's the, here's the thing that really kind of started me off: uh, when either player changes their mind about or hypocr- uh, what, hip, hypocrites, hypocrites, what? When they, what's the verb of hypocrites? Hey, who's,
1: who's Vern and Gary now?
2: Yeah, right. Well, hey, listen, good it's, job. it's also 8.15 a.m., all right? Uh-huh. I dragged my ass out of bed and I'm trying to wake up. Vern Lundquist is 74 years old. It's always 8.15 to him, motherfucker. All right, all right. But anyway, what's the verb form of hypocrite? I don't know that there is a. Well, right when they, let's just say when they contradict themselves. There, right. well, there, there we go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> when either player contradicts themselves about like what constitutes something like a penalty in the game. Okay. I'll set uh, the scene. Mm-hmm. There was a play. It, t- it took place in the, in the end zone LSU on offense. First play. I'm sorry. LSU on defense. First play could have, could have been pass interference. Wasn't called. Gary Downson says great defense by the Tigers. The rest are doing a great job. Just letting these guys play and not getting in the way. Next play. Almost the same play. Pass interference was called. Gary Danielson says, now see, that's two pass interference calls in a row now. These Tigers have to watch their sloppy play. So he's contradicting himself right there. Then LSU gets the ball back, LSU on offense. Uh, Georgia player clearly grabs the arm of an LSU player from our camera angle. The ref's just not in the position to see it, so he doesn't make a call. Absolute silence in the commentator booth. Like they just don't even like – not even commenting on the fact that it could have possibly been pass interference they just let it slide and it's like come on guys if you're gonna be so adamant about pass interference on the very last possession then you got to be adamant about this one otherwise you're just being douche nate you are uh you're being a little hard on these guys Jesus. I am, I am. It's all it's all it's all out of love. I love these guys, but uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> could have fooled me, Jesus. <laughs> sometimes you just got to like call your people out on things.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh,
1: I well, this was a, this this rant was all started under the guise of it being a drinking game, but I never heard of you telling me some Place to drink. You just started bitching about Vern and Like <laughs>
2: Well, you know what I'm saying. Is you you drink when they like contradict themselves. You drink when Vern laughs. you, so you drink. Dr- he- you
1: drink when they make Nate mad, which is any time they open their mouths. Apparently.
2: No, it's really when whenever LSU loses a football game, that's when you drink.
1: <laughs> well, fine, that's the Vern and Gary drinking game. It's not. It's not when Vern and Gary drink. It's when LSU loses a, loses a football game. Even yeah. if they're if they're they're go- they're going to be on ESPN this week uh, against Mississippi State, Vern and Gary nowhere to be found. Just drink anyway.
2: That's that Vern and Gary drinking yeah, game. Yeah, you know because there's chances are some Vern Lundquist is out there getting something wrong. So just start drinking.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, you know, you've done your share of bitching. Let's let somebody else do their share of bitching. How's that? Oh. You know? Yeah, let's do it. But hey, yeah. it's, it's the end of the month. You notice we ever? Do, you notice we do this segment at the same time of every month?
2: Hmm, what a coincidence! I wonder I don't if know. that's... <laughs> is that exquisitely timed on our part? <laughs> I
1: have no idea. But I, I'm not going to ask her. But hey, what we're talking? Uh, as far as uh, who her is, uh, you know who this is. We're going to do a little segment right now called C. Emily
2: play. Emily tries but misunderstands. Oh. She's often inclined to borrow
1: somebody's dreams till
2: tomorrow. Hey, guys. Hey, Emily, how you doing, babe?
0: Good.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. It's so lovely to hear your voice. That, that lovely Mississippi crackle. <laughs> mm hmm.
1: Uh, Emily, what's up? How you doing? Uh, how how are things in Mississippi? uh, Wait, you're not in Mississippi. You're in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, I know. Fuck. I know. Shut up. All right, leave me alone. I mean, don't, (laughs) don't shut up. Talk. This is, this is your time. You're supposed to talk a bunch right now. Hey, uh, you were telling us about this earlier. Um, something's got you pissed off. Something's got you perturbed. Something's got you peeved, miffed, pissed. What's up?
0: Well, so I had an allergic reaction to some medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I broke out in hives, but they happened to be, on one of my boobs mm-hmm. and so i hmm. go it's after t- hour so I t- go the,
1: t- titties emily titties titties come okay. on show some okay. can, we, can we use the technical definition
2: please yeah
0: <clears throat> <laughs> technically my titty so um uh, yes, and Stop. so i went to the doctor told them you know i got a allergic reaction hives on my boob uh titty mm-hmm, so I, the doctor comes Sorry. in I go to show him, and he starts freaking out. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm a very modest man. Wait. So he, like, opens the door, grabs some woman. I'm guessing she was a nurse, but just some random woman out of the hall. Brings her in, and now the door's open. So instead of me just showing my boob to the doctor, I'm not showing it to everyone in the hall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Camera- and then, I lift it up. There's camera phones
1: everywhere. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I lift it up, and he looks, he's like, oh, that's good, that's good. I, I-, I told you, I- I'm very modest. And it was just like you're a doctor. Come on, hmm. Hmm. like that's just weird. It made me very self conscious about my boobs. Like they they don't look bad, you know. You're a doctor. Look at them. Let me baby. ask you.
2: So, let me ask you a very important question. And you know, I need you to be very honest. Okay. Do you have misshapen tits?
0: No, no, they 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 are. They they they're nice looking. I mean, you know.
1: Okay. Would you Nate, prove Nate, that for Nate. us, right? Nate, we went, to, we went to college with her. I'm surprised you don't know this already. No,
2: but no, look, I mean, I, you can always, oh, look, look, uh, it's, there's no uh, doubt that uh, Emily's boobs underneath the shirt look amazing, but I've never seen her bare chested. So how do I know, you know, for all I know, the underside of both of her breasts could be, you know, wavy, you know, it could be weird, you know, like a, like a, a drawing out of the Simpsons. Um <laughs> Uh no I just had to ask you know because uh, I am I'm sort of flabbergasted as are you as to why a doctor would run screaming from boobs. Do you have any ideas uh, Adam? I do. I know exactly
1: yeah. what I know exactly what the problem is. Go for it. He's got something to hide. Something's up. Oh. Now hold on. Now it could be something as benign as he's in the closet and he kind of I don't know like maybe he suspects that people know, you know, maybe he was like uh Oh my God! I'm so tired of people being on Miley Cyrus's ass. I love her. Oh my God, I just want to be her like there you know that that kind of if he said that yeah. during lunch, yeah. maybe everybody then suspects so then uh, uh all of a sudden like he's insecure about anything uh for mm. the next twenty four hours or it could be worse. you know he could be in the in the cafeteria at lunch and then uh, somebody says like "Hey, uh hey uh hey danny what you what you what you doing this weekend? Not looking at child porn I know that you know something like that
2: <laughs> just a guilty conscience yeah so maybe yeah. Some, something's up Here's something to consider emily maybe right before you came into the office he'd been looking at titty porn you know like some 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 titty fucking uh videos you know that 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 stuff exists out there and maybe you just caught him uh in a compromising position you know i, I like so how
1: you, i like how you're talking you're you, you're talking about uh titty porn
2: did you? Yeah. Or did you mean kitty porn, or do you no, mean no titty porn? titty? That's what I call it. You know, when they when they yeah, video a guy's uh, titty banging somebody.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like how you 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 bring up that subject as if that that's 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 a, like, I don't know if you know this, but there's this un- <laughs> there's this underground market for women's breasts being exposed. Uh, well,
2: I just would imagine that. I mean, maybe he, maybe she's gotten freaky over the last 10, ten years, but I wouldn't imagine Emily I, has spent a lot of time watching teddy porn.
1: I'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> with a guy straight out of a Nathaniel Hawthorne novel.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, did you did you figure out the problem with your boobs?
0: Yeah, it's a medicine I was taking. Uh I did.
2: So, oh, so this doctor got the job done.
0: No, he didn't. He said that it was I was allergic to something that I touched. So after like washing everything, I woke up the next morning. It was worse. So I mm-hmm. went to a different doctor, and he was like, "Oh, it's something you ate or a new medicine."
1: Right, washing, like, w- washing with what?
0: Uh, no, I, I like. Soap? All the clothes I had on, I put in the like. Maybe the, some
1: soap, maybe some soap that you're uh. you soaping your breasts. Maybe some soap no. that you're allergic to. You know.
0: <laughs> no, he said the first guy said it was something that touched me, but it wasn't. It was something internally that caused it. It was a new medicine.
1: So. All right, I'm not gonna Let's argue see. with you about your but, titties. But never, but again, my never again.
0: Good now there's no hives. There, back to you know. But you were hold
1: on. You were saying you went back to the doctor, and that you, but you didn't. You didn't want to see him again. Like no, I went
0: up to the front and I said, I don't want to see, you know, Dr. Blah, blah, They're, Oh, well, he's not here. I was like, that's fine. I just want to see someone that's not scared of the human body.
1: Right. And, and you then, said, you said right. that, you said this under your breath where nobody could hear you, correct?
0: Yeah. No, I like yelled it out. All the receptionists are turning around looking. And then mm-hmm. when the doctor did come in to see me, like, he definitely looked at my boobs. He like touched it. I'm like I'm pretty sure that everyone knows like, that woman really wants you to look at her titties. Maybe touch it. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, look to the doctor, to the doctor who, um, to the American physician who uh, 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 eschews a, uh, a chance to see a woman's breasts. I ask. Es, no, es, eschews eschews, e s c h e w s. I'm being I'm being smart, Nate. damn it, shut up. No, I
2: like it. It's good vocabulary. I just I thought I heard Jew in there. Yeah uh
1: no 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 it's plenty of time for that shit. Anyway, um for the doctor who um is averse to a doctor who averts his eyes to the gaze of a woman's breast, I ask, uh why'd you go to through 8 years of medical school if you're not going to get a little perk on the side, you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: yeah. All, like all, that. all
1: all that time in undergrad when all the other guys were out boning sorority chicks. Here's getting... how we
2: figure this out. Emily, send us a picture. We're gonna put on our website of your boobs. That <laughs> way, the Hooteniers can. Do, no, seriously, we can. We can. We, they can all chime in, and we can all figure this out together. This is a community here, Emily, <laughs> and I, I. want. I want you to feel comfortable with the Hooteniers enough to where you can show us your breasts, and we can say, Hey, look. You know, we can have some uh, armchair doctors out there it's be like, Looks. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like you might got stung right underneath your left nipple, and hence the hives. You know. You never know. We might have some good p- people out there who can help you so you don't have to go through this this weird sort of harassment anymore. Are you willing to do that?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, Brian would feel about, you know.
2: She's a married woman, uh, Nate. She's a married yeah. woman. She's a married you know, woman. Brian can send a picture of his boobs, too, if it makes him feel better. <laughs>
1: I like I like how in a minute and a half we went from uh, having a, a guy in Hollywood on the podcast with uh, who is a, a character out of a Nathaniel Hawthorne uh, novel, so Puritan that he had virtually never heard of pornography, to a guy who's actually committing sexual harassment crimes against a woman he's known for a decade. That's great.
2: Well, that's you can't if it's you've acting, known it for a decade, no, It's acting
1: range. It's acting range. They I'm complimenting you, sort of. No,
2: if you and if you've known it for a, if you've known it for a decade, it can't be sexual harassment anymore because we're we're basically like brother and sister, Emily and I. <laughs> and and, uh, and and you've uh, now you've uh, you can be an LA law
1: now because you've totally passed the bar because you have complete understanding of sexual harassment laws in
2: this country. I'm just saying, you know, you know, it's it, 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 we're family. <laughs> and we can talk about each other's tits and balls and ass. So, hey, doctors of the world, get the bug out of your ass. They're just
1: tits. They're not going to hurt you. In fact, they yeah, fed you at on. some point. Come on. Seriously. Well, we hope so anyway. Uh, all right. And that was C. Emily Clay.
2: And a lovely C. Emily Clay was, too. C.
1: Let's uh, let's jump. Let's make the A to B jump from CM Play to a little place we like to call
2: J G's Office. Oh yeah, let's step right on in here. Uh, Nate, what you see? I know you saw something. What's up? I did. I saw uh, two things this week. Actually, I saw uh, uh, prisoners. Uh, oh, at the recommendation the rec- of, at the recommendation of James Brown. Oh, that's right, The Godfather. Joel. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was about to say Heath Ledger, but no, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Freudian slip, I, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, uh, Maria Bello and so forth. Like, everybody in the main cast is, like, an Oscar nominee or something like that, or a winner. Um, it was great. It, it's a really, really – it's actually a really, really good movie. It's it's this dark, moody, like, sort of crime thriller drama because, um, it, you know, there's there's a couple of points where this movie can get a little melodramatic, but it's actually mostly, like, this crime thriller, like, this mur- – this, it's not a murder mystery. It's just a mystery. And um, – yeah, it's really well done. It's uh, it's a good time of the year for this to come out, you know, because the weather is turning uh, colder, and it's the kind of movie you go see on a cold day, and, and it, it you just get set for a movie like this. And, uh, yeah, I recommend it. I say you go see it. It's a little over two hours long, so it's quite a lengthy one, but it's worth it. You know, it moves right along. All right. Great. Yeah. Right. I don't have much uh, to do this
1: week, so maybe I'll check it out and talk about it next week.
2: Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, uh, You know, I'd be interested to hear what you think about a couple of parts, but go see it first, and then we'll talk about it next week. Okay, great. Um, You saw another movie, though. Yes, I did. Uh, Last night, actually, I saw Don John.
1: Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, the hell, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's that boy from Insidious. Oh, Lord.
2: That's right. He was in that movie, but they had that
1: dream. They had a dream. You know? Now, now my dream, when I dream, I just dream about Tom Landry. I dream about giving Tom Landry his fedora and saying, you go beat them Redskins, boy. And then after that game, you come eat some chicken and dumplings that I have made for you. And then you have your way with me, boy.
2: Mm. Ooh, look, you are on fire. You're going to go straight but, to the devil. But
1: insidious, insidious, they ain't dream about that. They dream about having some dream. And then in that dream, they have a dream about having some dream. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't even know what's going on now.
2: That movie was confusing, but this one's a lot easier to okay, because this man in this movie, he was just addicted to Pern. He's okay, a, so he like he watches the pern all the time and he, but he tries to give it up because he gets this girlfriend and he's like, I don't want to look at this pern no more because it's gonna make my relationship bad. So he tries to give it up, but he can't. He can't uh, and it causes all these problems for him because he likes the pern and he likes to sit there. And you know, do those things that the pastor say you can't do to yourself. Oh, the pastor, uh, but he don't like all the print. He he like to print up to a parent. When the
1: man come in, he don't like that no more.
2: No, that's right. It sort of ruins it for him. But you know, sometimes he finishes his, his business when he's looking at the man, and it it upsets him.
1: Oh, he he confused. He think he uh, he think he on the down low.
2: No, no, I don't think he on the down low at all. No, because he's a real man in this movie. You know, he's one of those guys from Jersey. You know, that likes to eat pasta with his family. Oh and they, yeah, with, New Jersey. And he likes oh yeah, swimming. like the like the Sopranos and Joe Pixapo
1: and Right. Yeah, oh Lord. That's right.
2: And then that fat guy that just died recently. Uh James James mm-hmm. Gander family. Girl, mm-hmm. just don't even bother. Just don't mm-hmm. even bother. I don't have to you, say that name. You ain't gonna okay. be able to say that name.
1: Nate how was this movie. Hell was it done,
2: John. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was a um Uh, It's weird. It's different. Uh, I say weird. It's actually not weird. It's just a different type of movie in a good way. Uh, You know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote, directed, and starred in it. It's got a really Really? good supporting cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did all three, and uh, it's it's a really good movie. Uh, You'll be happy to know that uh, Tony Danza plays his father and is Mm. a really good does a really good job. Hold on, hold Um,
1: on, hold on. You this isn't
2: you sure this isn't Angels in the Outfield? I know, right, yeah, yeah. Reunited after all these years, the two yeah. of them. Um, but uh, no, they they do a really good job uh, together, and the supporting cast is really good, and he's great. Um, it's just a strange. It's just a weird strange. I wouldn't say go see this with your mother, because uh, you know there's there's some adult themes in this, but it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. all right. I'd say. I'd actually say consider going to see this instead of Prisoners, unless you're in the mood to, to see sort of like a dark crime thriller. Um, but th- this is more the crowd pleaser movie of the oh, two.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's got Scarlett Johansson in it.
2: That's right. Okay. That's right. I- who,
1: who normally bothers me, but she's actually really, really good in this. Because she's basically Marissa Tomei in
2: this movie. She- <laughs> no, <laughs> she's actually more like a, a, like a, a sexy version of Snooky in this movie. Oh wow! She's just, that's this like... Jersey girl. She's just like kind of like Jersey girl who seems like she's got it all together, but does she really? Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you know. a sexy version, a, a sexy version of Snooky. That's like, I mean, that's like saying like it's like zero, but zero times two, it's still zero. <laughs> Nate, come <laughs> right on, back. right? Well, that's uh... why. I'm,
2: that's why I'm trying to clarify it because that's kind of who she's playing is Snooki, but she's. Uh, uh she's a, an actually attractive version of that.
1: Okay, I see. Emily Kroger Redbox Heinman. Uh what's uh what's going on? <laughs> it, movies in your area. Uh, what you been seeing?
0: <laughs> I watched Little Giants.
2: Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really love that movie.
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, love yeah. that movie. Adam, you have uh, you've never seen Little Giants.
1: I've, how do you know that?
2: I just had a feeling.
1: We've talked about that before. Yeah, you name it, I ain't seen it. I'll tell you, I was going to watch uh I forget what I was going to watch last night, but Yelena and I ended up watching the 1992 Royal Rumble, the one where Rick Fleur draws number 3 and uh stays in the ring for 65 minutes and uh wins the WWF uh title at Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Uh I think it was it was January 29th, 1992. 20 almost almost 22 years ago. Um Jeez. Now, this this happened with like uh Yelena saying like uh What's the deal with Ric Flair? Like, why is he so like? Like, why did people think he's so awesome? And I was like, I'm glad you axed. You (laughs) you got you got an hour and a half because I'll show you. And uh, she thought that was like me talking dirty, like I was about to whip it out and you know give her the business. Um, But I gave her something better,
2: Ric Flair. (laughs) Instead of giving her, instead of giving her your Ric Flair, you gave her the Ric Flair. That's correct. Uh, Do you have any idea how lucky you are? To have a woman who not only is genuinely interested in what makes Ric Flair. Who Fleur made Rick it who Fleur. made
1: it twenty-four years of her life without knowing anything about Ric Flair? Yes,
2: yeah, but, yeah. I'm very lucky, Nate. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She's willing to learn. A lot of, I, I I got news for you, Adam. Most women don't know anything about Ric Flair. But but most of them are also not willing to learn. She's hey, willing to off, learn First off, Nate, you're wrong. Most women have been with Ric Flair. <laughs> it's Rick Flair, you know that, what I mean. That, that's true, yeah. but now most women over the age of thirty have been with Rick Flair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say people, people Yelena's age. I, I I feel like there was that gap in between the time that Rick Flair turned seventy and the time that Viagra was invented. Mm-hmm. All right, um, that's
1: uh, no, this is not fair to Flair. This is not fair to Flair. To quote well, we Bobby, to Ric to, Flair to Flair quote Bobby the Brainy Heenan during the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble, many times. This is not fair to Flair. <laughs> To okay, look, we gotta step out of JD's office. We can't just talk about wrestling all the time. We're gonna insult JD. Why don't we just like, take a dump on JD's grave? Let's step out of JD's office. Let's get out of here.
2: Thanks for having us, JD.
1: Hey, uh, hey, Emily. Yeah. Uh, will you stick around for the second segment so you can do some news and, m- more importantly, some sports with us? You wanna do that? Yeah. Because remember,. Uh, in first down at balls, the inaugural episode of first down at balls, you kicked our asses. Well, you kicked Nate's ass. You beat me yeah. in a nail biter, but you beat the shit out of Nate. I know. I'm, 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 I'm coming still. for you. I'm coming for you, bitch. You better hold well, on. You know, be good. you
0: know what? To be the man, you got to beat the man. Nate, whoa, whoa, whoa! So, you just uh... got
1: Emily. You just made me hard. Emily, you just made me so hard. Holy, holy <laughs> shit! I just split. <laughs> holy I just, shit! I just split I, the. I... I just split the underside of my desk
2: in two with a boner. <laughs> I, uh, she got me. I mean, what can I say? I've been bested yet again.
1: Okay, uh, Emily, I'm going to sign off for the segment, and after I sign off for the segment, you, I want you to say, uh, you know, the, the, you know, I want you to make that sound effect that Ric Flair makes. You know that that okay. y- you know you know what I'm talking okay. about. Starts with yeah. a W. Starts yeah. with a W. Yeah. Yeah. One one okay. syllable. Okay, so the, here we go. Uh, Hootineers, don't go anywhere. We got some great news. Some even greater sports coming up in our second segment. You're listening to the Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam.
0: outside is your throat parched well if you have a dollar you can get a snowball from Emily's snowballs in bowling green kentucky we're only 2070 miles from hollywood and 865 miles from brooklyn new york we have over 50 flavors and three different types of cream to choose from we're open seven days a week on the corner of 31w bypass and Cabell Drive. hope to see you soon
1: Here at The Red Stick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology.
2: If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now.
1: So join us every week for The Red Stick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com.
2: Dropping science like Galileo, drop the orange... Doctor, I'm damaged, there's a pain, where there once was a heart, it's sleeping,
1: it's abating, can't you please tear it out, and preserve
2: it right there in that jar. All
1: Welcome back to the Bicoastal nanny starring Nate and Adam. Uh Adam nanny wilson over here in Brooklyn, New York, with... Nate Frizzell over there in Hollywood, California. Special guest today, Emily Ann sanders Heineman in Bowling Green, Kentucky, where she is, as you know, a local celebrity with Playboy tits. Uh, that's right, Emily, right? You can vouch for this.
0: <laughs> hey, I am a celebrity here. I am. I am. I am,
1: Adam. God, y'all. Okay, anyway. Um... uh uh, let's Let's just open up the news right now. Let's open up The Probe, starring Nathan Frizzell.
2: Welcome to The Probe, where we go deep. I'm Nathan Frizzell, your resident probester. This week, The Probe brings you a hard-hitting report entitled Terror in the Skies. Adam, a spokesman for the UK's Civil Aviation Authority, reports that the flight crew of an Airbus A330, cruising at 30,000 feet, took a nap. In the cockpit of the 300 passenger airline en route to Britain while the aircraft was on autopilot. The CAA would not reveal any other details of the flight, its route, or its destination airport. Sources say the airline is Virgin Atlantic. The August 13 incident appears to be the result of bad scheduling by the airline. The pilots reported having only five hours of sleep over two nights due to, quote, longer duty period with insufficient opportunity to sleep. Both crews rested for 20-minute rotations and fell completely asleep. So while you're sailing above the Atlantic at 30,000 feet going 550 miles an hour, your pilots are trusting a computer, probably an Apple computer, which means it'll stall, to fly you safely. just want you to keep that in mind because later this week, a pilot suffered a heart attack in midair aboard a United Airlines flight to Seattle and later died after the plane was forced to make an emergency landing in Boise, Idaho. A doctor and military personnel reportedly attempted to save the pilot's life by administering CPR amid a dramatic scene as another passenger rushed to help get the plane safely to the ground. Another crazy incident in the skies, but wait, there's more. A helicopter pilot is dead after officials say he walked into the aircraft's spinning rotor while giving rides at Pennsylvania's largest fair. Organizers say 69-year-old Carl Enlow died after being hit by the rotor Friday night at the Bloomsburg Fair. Adam, I'll give you one guess as to what the pilot was doing when he was hit by the helicopter blade. Um, think uh, about it. You're getting off of an air. You're getting off of a helicopter. Uh, there's a lot of wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might happen to lose something, and you might want to retrieve it. Was it like his iPhone fell out of his pocket? No. Uh, Carl Inlow's hat blew off, and he decided, oh, shit, I need that hat. Let me just bend down and grab this hat. And he happened to just walk right into the the, the helicopter blades. And his, like, head got chopped off because he was yep. trying to... Good God. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, what? Did you really need the hat that badly? Couldn't you have just waited until the helicopter was either stopped or just... Because you know it's going to keep on blowing your hat. So we'll just let it blow it past the helicopter. Now, I'm surprised this is Pennsylvania, not Arkansas. Because that seems like a place where this would happen.
1: Well, we know Even James Carvel, We know what James Carville said about Pennsylvania. What was that? On the left, you got Pittsburgh. On the right, you got Philadelphia. And everything in the middle is Alabama.
2: There it is. That's right. That's right. Well, do you know that... Uh, except, except, uh,
1: except they said it more like... You don't want to left your guy Pittsburgh, but on the right you got you got Philadelphia.
2: And then in the right you got Alabama. I
1: hate the Rose Bowl. I hate the Rose Bowl. I hate the Rose Bowl. <laughs> they're all biased over there. Biased. They they just, just capitalist pigs. They just capitalist pigs. Wanna keep their money, don't want to give you none of it. Wanna what you to starve. What we'll do you the starve for your little black baby? That's what they want you to do. <laughs>
2: uh, uh the uh Bill Barrett, the uh uh p- p- superintendent of police over there in the fair. The fair has their own superintendent of police. Look at that. Said that uh, Captain Enloe, uh was an experienced pilot who had flown helicopters in the military. So you have this long, illustrious career as an American hero, and your life comes to an end because you want to get a hat. And just yesterday, a plane went off a runway after landing Sunday at California's Santa Monica Airport. Now, here's the interesting thing about this incident, and I say interesting in only the most tragic way. At the time that the first that this was first reported, which was about 10 p.m. last night Pacific time, CNN reported that uh, the the spokesman for the airport did not know how many people were on board the twin-engine Cessna Citation at the time of the incident, and there were no immediate reports of injuries. As if this all was not bad enough, oh, sorry, that's the next story. Um, but when the report was updated on CNN.com, suddenly. There were no survivors in either the plane or the hangar, and CNN is quoting it as a an unsurvivable accident. What I'm wondering, the conspiracy theorist in me is wondering, why all of a sudden this this little tiny plane went from having no injuries to having no survivors, and there was no way that anyone could survive it in just a span of two hours. What changed in those two hours? What you saying? Know.
1: CN- CNN reported it. Yeah. Well then, the sh- <laughs> all right, that's enough for me.
2: Cause- no, yeah, I know. I'm just wondering, like, what happened in those two hours where suddenly it was like, ah, there's no, there's no injuries, there's no reports. No, I'm uh, saying
1: CNN fucked the story up or something. That's that's my
2: guess. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant that uh, you just fat, take their work.
1: fat bitch Candy Crowley condoned rape in Ohio, and they just let her keep her job.
2: There you yeah, go.
1: Yeah, CNN fucked CNN.
2: Yeah, that's right. We got a message for you, CNN. Fat you fat bitch. And Look as like, if this all wasn't enough like, to make you like not like John
1: Goodman with a fucking Linda Tripp wig, you bitch. Oh, that's that's a terrifying
2: thought. Is it <laughs> I didn't think it could get any uglier than Linda Tripp, But uh apparently it can. As if this all was not enough to make you never want to fly again. A 56-year-old man was found dead Monday in western Tennessee after a good skydiving God. innocence. How many fucking plane crashes were there this week? How
1: many, how many fucking plane accidents were there this week, Nate? Jesus. Exactly.
2: That's what I'm talking about. There's something going on. Stay off of planes, <laughs> Hooteniers. Don't oh, get Jim, on a plane. I'm going on vacation
0: next month.
2: Where, oh, great. Well, this is well, so good. Where, where are you going?
0: I'm going to St. John, Virgin Island.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, so, you, you got you gotta gotta to take, take a plane. No, you got to take a boat. Take a boat. I'm <laughs> telling you, leave now, take a boat. Uh, uh, seven people jumped from about 29,000 feet, according to Raymond Garcia, an inspector with the Fayette County Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. Six of these seven made it to the ground safely. The man's body was found in a wooded area about a mile from the drop zone. It was not immediately clear what happened. Well, I'd say his fucking parachute probably didn't open, but, you know, that's just me. So if you need me during the holidays, I'll be traveling home to Louisiana via train, automobile, or pontoon boat, whatever the hell gets me there that's not a plane, because there's some shit going on above our heads right now. I shit you not. It all is coming ahead this week. Stay out of the skies, my friends. I'm telling you.
1: Uh, except if you're Emily. Emily, I think you're safe. Uh, if um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the Virgin Islands are uh, in or near the Bermuda Triangle, which oh, – um, yeah. History proves that is a very safe area especially for yeah. women women flying in the air the Ur. you know uh, what was that what was that woman's name uh,
2: Amelia Earhart no no Adam she, she disappeared in the Pacific Oh really? Yeah. Wait. But, but nice try. No uh wait. Yeah, she really? Did. Yeah. She disappeared uh... in the Pacific.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because the unsolved mystery episode uh, showed a yep. bunch of a- showed like uh, you know this conspiracy theory that a bunch of Asians were beating her ass or something like that.
2: Yeah. You know what's awesome about that is that that's exactly how I know it too, <laughs> <laughs> from the unsolved mysteries episode circa 1991.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe that was the unsolved mystery. Why were there so many Filipinos in the Bermuda Triangle?
2: <laughs> 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 uh, man, Robert Stack scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. On Holy that show. crap! Like, I
1: Halloween episodes of Unsolved Mysteries always ugh. go always ghosts. I could never fucking sleep. I to this ugh. day, to this, if I watch I can, that that's that's scurrier than like. I, I mean, what's the scurriest movie ever? I don't know. Uh, Exorcist? I don't know. Like, th- there uh, is no scurry movie when you've watched an Unsolved Mystery <laughs> episode, <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries episode on Halloween narrated by Robert
2: Stack. There, there is no. There is nary a movie scurrier than that. That is true. That's true. I actually, my dad and I um, used to make it a point every Wednesday night to sit down and watch Robert Stack. And there were times where, you know, he'd still get roped into it every week. But there were times where I'd get so scared. He'd he'd turn it off. He's like, we're never doing that again. We're never watching that again. You're too scared. You're never going to get to sleep tonight. And you're going to piss the bed. You, and he falls, uh, you, you fall asleep <laughs> spooning with him. <laughs> and he's so scared he makes you be the big spoon, and you're like nine years old. <laughs> and I was, of course, the, at this point I was 14 years old, so it was really weird. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, but yeah. Oh God, bless unsolved mysteries. Anyway, hey, we got it. We got to. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna
1: get freaked out. I'm gonna piss my pants if we don't get out of here. We need to close. Up, we need to close this up. Like, like that was the
2: probe starring Nathan Frizzell. That's right. Well, then, without further ado, let's move on from scary things, terror in the skies, to balls. Adam, show us. Show us your balls. Welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tutanen Wilson, America's Balls caster.
1: Oh. All right. A couple of things. First uh (laughs) off. Was that wrong? Is that
2: a wrong time to do that? That's that's (laughs) fine.
1: There's never, a, there's never a wrong time to do a dead-on impression of Ric Flair. Uh, <laughs> um, first off, I want to say um, yester- uh, yesterday, it was, uh, when was this? It was, uh, no, it was yesterday, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Okay. Uh, Henderson Alvarez, a pitcher for the Miami Marlins, pitched what's called, first of. I don't even know if this has ever happened, a walk-off no-hitter. Do you even know what that means? A walk-off no-hitter? Uh,
2: uh, m- no. See, here's the I deal. think I do, but explain it to me.
1: Here's the deal. He's the home, you know, in in uh, in baseball, the home team pitches first, okay? Yes. Because the, the visiting team bat, bats first. So Henderson Alvarez playing for the Marlins in Marlins Stadium against the Detroit Tigers. That's the one interleague series this weekend. Um, uh, he pitches nine no-hit innings, except the, the the Marlins didn't score either, so it's still 0-0. Usually, like, your team scores a run or two, and then you no-hit yeah. the other team, so then you don't even play the bottom of the ninth. So the final play of the game is you pitching. And then oh. what? maybe a grounder to short, and then, you know, that's it. That's the end of the game. And then they carry you off the field. Except uh, the Marlins didn't score all game either, so they had to go to the bottom of the ninth with no score. It's 0-0 zero, zero, bottom of the ninth. Henderson Alvarez has pitched nine no-hit innings. He has functionally p- pitched a no-hitter, but it's not a no-hitter unless, like, like if they go ten innings and then he pitches, like, somebody gets a hit off him, like, that's not a yeah. no-hitter. Or if they take him out because he's too tired, not a no-hitter, you know. That's, that's oh. the rule. Anyway, the Marlins ended up winning on a wild pitch. They got a guy on base on a wild pitch, ended up scoring the run. So then, uh, I, I've never even heard of that happening. A guy got a no hitter on the other pitcher's wild pitch, and that guy had wow. just that guy had pitched a whole shutout the whole game. That guy pitched a great game too. Anyway, that's a that's an anomaly. That's baseball. I just um, and uh, good. Uh, good I, I didn't meet Bob Uecker. I'm sorry. Uh, he <sighs> he was only he was only Cock-tease. he was only in town for one game. I'm sorry. Okay, look. Um, and, uh, oh, quickly, let's do this really quick. I've got my college football rankings that are now being uh, revealed right now to the world for the first time this year, 2013. I'm going to give this you my top. This is your own system, right? This is, this is, a, this is a mathematical system. We don't have a whole lot of time, so let's, let's get through this quick because we got to do first down at balls. Because I got to kick Emily's ass. We've got about, you know, we've only got a few minutes left in the show. So here we go: number fourteen Northern Illinois, number thirteen Baylor, number twelve Louisville, number eleven Fresno State. I know, I know, this is sounding horrible so far. Number ten Texas Tech, number nine Virginia Tech, number eight Stanford, number seven Oregon, number six Oklahoma, number five Georgia, number four Florida State, number three Washington, number two Clemson, and number one. Guess who it is? Guess who's number one in the country?
2: Alabama Crimson Tide.
1: Correct. All right. Great. Uh, Adam Hose, you're welcome for the boner I just gave you. Um, and as usual, and as uh, it, it's it's as if my computer system is exactly his brain because Alabama is the only team in the history of the world. Okay. you have LSU
2: below Virginia
1: Tech? Look, there's a lot of undefeated teams right now, and when there's only four, four games of a sample size to give, every computer system kind of does this. Uh, and it doesn't really – I mean, it only uh, – it's right. it, look. It's just math. LSU's number twenty four right now. So. I'll reserve
2: judgment until the end of the season. How about that?
1: Well, obviously you should. But anyway, so I mean, LSU has a has, a, has an eight hundred winning percentage against a four forty four schedule against a five ninety five um, schedule. Schedule. Uh, you know, you you, you crunch that all together. Obviously, they shouldn't be in the you know the top ten when you've got still twenty teams who are undefeated. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now it's time for a little thing we like to call first down and
2: balls. Balls. Let's do this. All right.
1: Uh, Emily Ann Heineman over there in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Last time you were here in late August, you kicked our asses. You scored seven, I scored six, and eight scored negative eight. Yes. Okay. Now let me go through last week's results including James the Godfather of Joel Brown. James made a few errors. His Southern Jaguars lost to my Jackson State Tigers. His Louisiana State Tigers lost to my Georgia Bulldogs. His Washington Football Club lost to my Oakland Raiders. His Chicago Bears lost to, excuse me, his Washington Football Club lost to Nate's Oakland Raiders. His Chicago Bears lost to Nate's Detroit Lions. And his Baton Rouge Bulldogs did not actually have a chess meet with the Catholic High Bears chess team, so that game was taken off the board. Nate, you made a few errors yourself. Your Texas Southern Tigers lost to James's Alabama a and Bulldogs. Your Baltimore Ravens lost to my Buffalo Bills. Your New York Jets lost to my Tennessee Titans. Your Pittsburgh Steelers lost to my Minnesota Vikings. Your Dallas Cowboys lost to my San Diego Chargers. And your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to my Arizona Cardinals. If that sounds really bad, it is true, Nate. You got every one of your NFL picks wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: a fluke. By the way, you'll it's notice that I've lost. You notice the weeks that I've lost is the weeks that there's a third person. Uh involved. Oh, okay. I won you versus me head to head all the time and I'm not I, you know what? I from this point on, Emily gets this week and only Emily gets to come back. I'm taking everyone out of first down and balls from here on out. Is I'm that making right? an executive decision. Is that right? Okay. That's right. Uh, well, I made two mistakes. James got, Brown fucked
1: me up. Hold hold on. My <laughs> funny.
2: My Oklahoma State
1: uh CowPokes Cowboys lost to James's West Virginia Mountaineers and my Cincinnati Bengals lost to James's Cleveland. Browns, which brings last week's score <laughs> it's so good i scored 17 james scored two nate you scored negative six so bullshit that's bullshit bring, bringing the season score two. me 37 you seven
2: what how is that yeah. possible how does that how does that math work because <laughs> you fucking don't know anything you, about you don't know anything you scored about football. Plus 17 and you had like Ten I had, before I had that. 20. How did you get thirty-seven?
1: Was... No, no, no. It was twenty to thirteen going into this week, and so I scored seventeen, making thirty-seven. You scored negative uh, six from bringing it from thirteen to seven.
2: How did you, you get? get th- How did you get twenty last week? I don't remember you having twenty
1: last week. I did... no, I had twenty uh, along the season. I had twenty throughout the season. You had thirteen. That's what I'm talking about.
2: I don't remember your score being twenty last week. Your look, season I'll... score.
1: All right. Look. Okay. Look. Like, okay. Look. Yeah, you what know we... what?
2: I'm going to trust you
1: how about that i'm gonna trust
2: you great then i'm just gonna whoop your ass i'm gonna trust you and then i'm gonna whoop your ass okay great okay okay okay, we gotta do this
1: This is it first down of balls we're gonna pick this week we're gonna pick the american athletic conference since uh emily is in louisville country uh and uh, also we do have western kentucky on the docket and kentucky so we're gonna do all the kentucky teams in there since emily's awesome uh emily your middle name is ann my middle name is david Nate, your middle name is Nathan. So uh, that's one, two, three. The random number this week is two. I shall start now. I will take my Southern Methodist Mustangs over Emily's Rutgers Scarlet Knights.
0: All right. I will take my Louisville Cardinals over Nathan's Temple Owls.
2: That's fine. I will take my Central Florida footballers over your Memphis Graceland's Adam. That's Golden Knights over the Tigers.
1: And, Emily, I'll take my Cincinnati Bearcats over your South Florida Bulls. That's the American Athletic Conference. Emily, you've got the board for the state of Louisiana. Go towards me.
0: All right. I'll take uh, my... Louisiana Tech Bulldogs over your Texas El Paso Jalapenos. Mm.
1: <laughs> Miners, you racist. Okay, Nate, I'll have my, unfortunately,
2: Western Kentucky Hilltoppers over your Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. <sighs> That's fine. I'm going to go with my ULL Region Cajuns over Emily's Texas State Nobodies. Mm. Bobcats. God damn it. <laughs> All
0: right, I'll take my North Texas Mean Green over your two-lane green wave,
1: Adam. Gotcha, and that was the state of Louisiana. On to the SEC. I've got the board. I'm going towards Emily. I'm going to take my Alabama Crimson Tide over your Emily's
2: Georgia State Oh, oh nice pick there. It's such a tough pick with you and your Crimson Tide. Shut tides. up. Shut up. It's stop. like a draw. It's a Nothing random to, number. I shut the fuck up. I Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm up 37 to
1: 7. Shut oh. the fuck up. Quit <laughs> your bitching. Emily, go. Go towards Nate. All
0: right. I take my Vanderbilt Commodores over your Missouri Tigers.
2: Oh, really? All right. Thank you. I will take my South Carolina Gamecocks over Adams, Kentucky Wildcats. Emily, I'll take my Georgia Bulldogs over your ah, Tennessee Volunteers. Look, another easy pick for Adam. What Shut a Shut the
1: fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was a fucking coin flip, you bitch. All right. Yeah, Nate, uh, Emily, go towards Nate. Ignore this asshole.
0: <laughs> I'll take my Florida Gators over your Arkansas Razorbacks.
2: That's fine. I'll take my Ole Miss Rebels over your Auburn Tigers. And Emily,
1: yes, Emily, I'll take my Louisiana State Fighting Tigers over your Mississippi State Maroon Bell Bulldogs. And that was Alabama, the Southeastern Conference. Georgia, Shut LSU. the fuck Adam. up. Shut the fuck Alabama, up. Alabama, okay. Georgia, LSU. I'm going to the piss out of you. Now one to the rest of our top 14. Emily, you've got the board. Go towards me.
0: All right. I'll take my Northern Illinois Bobcats over your Kent State Golden Flashes. That's
1: Huskies, dumbass. All right. And Nate, I'm going to take my Baylor Bears over your West Virginia Mountaineers.
2: That's fine. I'm going to take my Fresno State Tigers over your (laughs) Emily Idaho Tigers. (laughs) That says Bulldogs (laughs) over Vandals.
1: Jesus.
0: I'll take my Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders over your Kansas Jayhawks. Nate,
1: I'm going to take my Virginia Tech Hokies over your North Carolina Tar Heels. Fine, I'm going to take my
2: Oregon Ducks over your Colorado Ram.
1: Buffaloes, you idiot. We, we went over this last week. I know, but
2: I thought you told me it was a Ram. I, I got no, confused. No, it's the Colorado State Rams, you stupid dumbass. No, it's the Colorado Buffaloes. See, that's you used, confused about. You used you to live in Boulder. You used to live in Boulder. How do you not know this? I, and I brought Da-da. this up last time, and you corrected me and told me it was the okay. Rams. I got Emily, confused. Emily, you've got the board.
0: All right, I'll take my Oklahoma Sooners over your Texas Christian Horn Frogs.
1: Nate, I'll take my Florida State Seminoles
2: over your Maryland Terrapins. Fine, right, I'm going to take my Stanford Prepsters over the Washington uh, Capitalists.
1: Cardinal over Huskies. God, you live on the Pacific Coast. Oh, God. I'll
0: take my Clemson Tigers over your Syracuse Orange.
1: Great. That's the top 14. And now on to Sundays, the NFL starting with tonight's Monday night game. I've got the board. I'm going towards Emily.
2: Oh, <laughs> got another
1: another easy call here, don't you, Adam Wilson? Shut the fuck up, Nate. No. Uh, Emily, Emily, I'll take my New Orleans States
2: over your Miami Dolphins.
0: All right, Nate, I'm taking my Buffalo Bills over your Cleveland Browns.
2: Go ahead and do that, because I'm going to take my New England Patriots over Adams, Cincinnati Bengals. Emily, I'll take my miami dolphins over your baltimore ravens
0: god all right i'll take my kansas city chiefs over your tennessee titans
2: that's fine i'm gonna take my san diego chargers over your oakland raiders adam wilson
1: emily and sanders hyman i'll take my seattle seahawks over your indianapolis colts
0: all right well nate i'm taking my st louis rams over your jacksonville jaguars
1: You hear that, James?
2: You hear that, James? Rams. You hear that, James? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take Adam Wilson. I'm going to be tough, and I'm going to take my Denver Cardinals. Excuse me, my Denver Broncos. (laughs) 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 Over your Dallas Cowboys.
1: That's right. Uh, um. (laughs) Emily Ann sanders Simon. I'm going to take my San Francisco 49ers over your Houston Texans.
0: All right, Nathan, I'm taking my Green Bay Packers over your Detroit Lions.
2: Ooh. Tough pick there. Okay. Well, Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my Philadelphia Eagles over your New York Giants. God, uh, Emily
1: Ann Sanders Simon, I'll take my Arizona Cardinals over your Carolina Panthers. All right,
0: and Nathan, I'm taking my New Orleans Saints over your Chicago Bears.
1: And Emily, you're going to make that your walk of the And that was the NFL. On to uh, the high school ranks. Uh, Nate, you've got the board. Go towards
2: Emily. Uh. I- Emily, I'm going to take my Jesuit Blue Jays over your East Jefferson Projects. Warriors. Warriors. Wow. Wow. Oh, my
1: God. All right, Emily, your turn. Do your high school.
0: Yeah. I'll take my Laurel Golden Tornadoes over your Wingfield Falcons.
1: Very good. Oh, I didn't think you were going to get that. And, Nate, I'll take my Westwood Rebels over your Calvary Baptist
2: Cavaliers.
0: I think the most common Huckle? mascot is actually an eagle.
2: Is it really? There,
0: there the were, it was a, a tiger. I, I, there was a trivia question. I remember when I lived in Laurel, and hmm. and, and the answer was eagle. Wow,
2: well, that's thought an it answer was in Laurel.
0: Well, no, like you know, it, it was on the like radio, you know, to, to win a free cup or something.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Well. Um, I don't know. I mean, the answer—an answer in Laurel, Mississippi, isn't the same as an answer everywhere else.
0: No, I think it was like the national. Like, I—I I don't
2: know. <laughs> that, that was very clear. i, yeah. I, I love, I love that. Uh, man, Adam, you just got the easiest ride through that SEC section. You can. And just... that was first down and balls. You're such a cheap little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start the board with SEC and Alabama Crimson Tide. Which just I happens didn't... to also give me Georgia <laughs> and LSU. Hey, it could have been you. It just wasn't a random number. Emily, no, I st-
1: Convenient, no, isn't it? No, it's convenient. Fucking, you fucking make the board next week then, you bitch. I'll make the board then, bitch. Emily, you've <laughs> got to go because you got snowballs to sell, and this is your final weekend of snowballing, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is my last week.
1: Oh okay. it, yeah, that's the 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 country. This is flags fly half staff for a month. If uh, I if know. I if President Wilson has his way, uh,
0: <laughs> I know. I, if you come on Saturday, you get free snowballs. Free you know. snow?
1: You're just wait. No no strings attached. Saturday no, free no snowballs. No strings
0: attached. Saturday is free snowball day. I'm getting rid you're, of my syrup.
2: You you're trying oh, to? Uh, yeah, I was about to say you are offloading your stock. Is that what you're doing? Yep. <laughs> wow. All right, there you go, Emily. There I can't. You
1: the, wow. You. That's great. What you're uh, you serve a community. There should be more of you around. You're everything that is right with America. Uh you know a lot about Ric Flair, uh, <laughs> and you're a great guest on this program, and hopefully I kick your ass in first down and balls this week. Um Emily, go to work. Um come back and see us. Um come back and see us next month and then tell us what you've been doing for the for this month that's not selling snowballs because I can't imagine what it is. <laughs> All
0: oh, wait. Right. What wait Thank- what do
1: you wait, what do you do for a living on the off season?
0: Uh I work at the gap. I fold clothes
1: Oh great, good job, okay, that's awesome Yeah Alright, good times <laughs> well, You've been doing hey, that forever
0: 10 years
1: uh, Emily Ann Sanders-Hyman,
2: everybody, see you, Emily Good to see you Bye
0: guys, thanks for having me on
2: Bye babe Man, She classes this joint up, doesn't she? Yeah, that's right <laughs> Well, um, you got anything coming up this week? Uh, No
1: I'm taking, I'm hibernating now I've, oh, I can't wait. I, I'm gonna get some sleep because baseball season's over, so I'm not working as much as I was working. Oh, I'm gonna take a nap and
2: a na- another nap. Uh, I can't wait. To so see you're gonna be so you're gonna be nice and uh, ready to go next week in the Bicostal Hootenanny. Is that right? Oh yeah, it's fresh yeah. as a daisy. Yeah, you'd you'd think that. Yes, you'd yeah. hope that. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. I'm glad what that about... uh, yeah, because I know September is a ridiculous month for you.
1: Oh, it was uh, it was a bitch. I'm not gonna lie to you.
2: Well, that's good. Well, good. You deserve some, uh, some R&R. Get some. Uh, I don't really have much coming up this week. I don't think, do I? No. Just another week of writing and acting. That's all we do around here. Mm-hmm. Day in and day out. Um, so I guess that's it for this week's episode of the Bicostal Hootenanny. Am I right?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, actually, you know what's funny? I think today, today, September 30th. That's correct. Yeah. Um I always remember September 30th because this was the this is the anniversary. This is the 13th anniversary of the first time I ever stormed the field at Tiger Stadium. It was when we beat Tennessee in overtime, the first overtime game in the history of Tiger Stadium. Oh, and yeah. uh, we, we tore down the goalpost. We had just lost to UAB the previous. You were week.
2: at the t- goalpost game.
1: Yeah, we tore down the goalpost, uh, which is twice as hard at LSU because we have two goalposts. It's we have an H instead of a slingshot of goalposts. Yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, but that was yeah that was 13 years ago tonight. I can't God, I can't believe that. So gosh that's forward. awesome
2: that's really really yeah. cool mm-hmm. um because you know i mean everybody knows about that game but uh i didn't i didn't ever know that you were there good for you good on you good for yeah, you man you... good for you good for you why weren't you there were you there no there was a reason why we didn't go because i remember my dad and i reading about it in the paper the next day and just being like oh we should have been there but there was a reason but you know that was what 20 years wait ago so I had... wait a minute
1: wait my dad and I, you were hold on when did you graduate high school
2: uh, 2000.
1: Wait, okay, Well, you were in college. This was your freshman year. You were you were there. Wait, wait are you sure? Yeah. No, wait. Oh, I'm this is, thinking this of is the, this is the semester you were doing. You're a good man. Charlie
2: Brown. Oh, then maybe that's why I wasn't there. Maybe I had a show. Because we opened. No, we would have been. Let's see. It was September. We didn't open to like November. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know why I wasn't there. Maybe maybe I was there and I left early or something. I got, I tended you, to get what you, drunk. What are you, a frat boy? No, I tended to get drunk a lot in the first semester. Um, we, my friends and I always had to carry each other out, like come like third quarter of the first mm-hmm. semester. Cause you know, you get to LSU and you don't really know how to handle yourself yet. You get that, you gotta, you get that learning curve of how not to get too drunk too quickly. Mm-hmm. We were still trying to figure that out. And uh, this might've been one of those games. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, I uh, remember
1: it. I was on the field. I, grabbed a bunch of the midfield grass. I saw frat boys rolling up the grass of the end zone and smoking it.
2: Look dumbass. Oh, <laughs> that's, that sounds like something LSU frat guys would do. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Uh, that's going to be it for this week. Um, uh, follow my awesome co-host, um, Adam Wilson at Tootnanny on the Twitter. <laughs> follow me at Nathan Frizzell. Uh, also stay tuned for Tomorrow for a Toot Nanny Tuesday with Adam Toot Nanny Wilson. And uh, if you're good, if you're all very good, you might have a little surprise coming up from yours truly this Friday. Stay tuned for an announcement about that right here on TheRedgeTick.com. For Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, and Emily Ann Sanders-Hyman in Louisville, excuse me, Bowling Green, (laughs) Kentucky, I am Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been the Coastal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. All of our friends back home and everyone in between, we say... yu Twop!
0: Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and death threats related to the spoiler alert earlier to nateandadam at threadstick.com or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicosal Hoot Nanny starring Nate and Adam. Next week, a guy who once plunked Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Matt Kemp. Visit us at theredstick.com, or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at bicoastalhoot. This has been a production of the Red Stick.